Okay, so that concludes 20 minutes of meditation. I would encourage you to keep your eyes closed and join me in the third step prayer. We're going to do it slowly, deliberately, one breath at a time, with a few breaths in between each line. To do what it's asking us to do, or to not do what it's asking us to not do. So this is the way I do the prayer. I breathe in the word God. And I take a few breaths. And I think that the prayers, the, the first line of that prayer is asking me to call to my higher power, to make a connection with it like I would connect with a friend. So I take a few breaths and I continue calling to this thing we call God or higher power. And when I'm ready, I breathe out. I offer myself to thee. And I take a few breaths consciously. And I just check in. How committed am I to offering myself right now, all of me, the good and the bad, to my higher power right now? And I breathe in to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. And I take a few breaths and I try to get a sense or a feeling or a knowing of what my higher power might want to build with me or do with me today. And I breathe out, relieve me of the bondage of self. And I take a few breaths and I try to experience what it might feel like to have no self, no story, no old ideas, no opinions, just a quiet mind breathing in and out. And I breathe in, that I might better do thy will. Again, I take a few breaths, and I just contemplate how much better could I do God's will if I had that quiet mind right now, always.
and I breathe out, uh, take away my difficulties. <laughs> and I take a few breaths and I look over my day today so far and I check in with what have been my difficulties today. What has gotten in the way of me being the person that I think God would have me be today? Breathe in, that victories over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. And I take a few breaths and I think about the rest of my day today. And I think about the people I might come in contact with. And I think about how I might affect them if I truly was an example of God's will and God's love and God's power and God's way of life. And I breathe out. May I do thy will always. And I allow myself to smile. And I picture myself doing God's will right here, right now, always. gently open your eyes stay connected to the breath going in and out of your body just become aware or conscious that seeing is now happening breathing and seeing maybe hearing also touching you can feel the seat under your butt Feel the air moving around your body. Become conscious that seeing is happening, that, but try not to have a story about what you're seeing. Enjoy the quiet mind right now. This is it. this is it. This is where this <laughs> all the money, all the relationships, all the houses, all the cars, all the jobs, all the everything your mind has ever told you is going to get you to where you want to get to. This is it. This is where you're going to get to right here right now. To being present.
to being connected. To a place where nothing is needed. There's nothing needed to this moment, to be added to this moment right now, for me to be any happier than I am right now. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I'm Randy, I'm alcoholic. <laughs> I'm allergic to alcohol. I can never, ever drink alcohol successfully ever again, one day at a time, today, ever. Because I'm allergic to it. It's not a punishment. It's what happens to people that use alcohol to treat the disease of alcoholism. And in my case, used it so much because, the, because it treated my disease so well that I became allergic to it. That's all. That's all that happened. The reason I used alcohol so much is because I have alcoholism. That's, that's how we define the, the state of mind, the, the disease. We call it alcoholism here because we can all relate to uh, having drank too much alcohol, but that's not the problem. The reason I drank too much alcohol is the problem, and the problem is, is this, this disease that centers in my mind that talks to me in my own voice and that manifests as a self-talking, unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind that's always in a hurry, easily frustrated, and can't stand the word no. And because of that mind, I am constantly in a state of restless, irritable, and discontent. And when I get in enough emotional pain, I'm going to do anything to kill that pain, which could also be called treat the disease. I'm going to do anything that will treat the disease. And alcohol worked perfectly for a very long time. And it worked so good, I used it all the time. And it made me faster and smarter and taller and funnier and more uh, able to get along with people and more courageous. And it did everything I ever needed. It made everything okay in the moment that I was in. This moment, it made it okay. It made it livable. But because I drank it so much, I became allergic to it. And now I'm here. I'm at the last block, the last house on the block, the one where they say, okay, you can't drink anymore to treat alcoholism because if you do, you're going to die. For me, to drink is to die. I was blacking out regularly, and it didn't take a lot of drinks to get to blackout. I was crashing cars and trashing relationships and not having places to live and not having people in my life and showing up in very dangerous situations. <clears throat> Today I don't have to drink. And the reason I don't have to drink is because there's another treatment for the disease. It's 12 steps as a way of life with this relationship that gets built out of the application of the 12 steps in this day, the day that I'm in, if I'm doing it, I can be in this moment right now 100% recovered from alcoholism. The alcoholism is still here. It's built. I'll put it over here. I like it on the left side. That's where my alcoholism lives. That's where it talks to me from. And over here is the alternative, this higher power thing that I am building a new relationship with. And there's a turning that has to happen. 
I'm either turning towards the disease and energizing the disease, or I'm turning to the higher power and I'm energizing the higher power. <clears throat> I don't know how it works. I just know that if I can admit that I'm a complete defeat at living over here with alcoholism and having a good life, that I'm a complete defeat at being okay in this moment, if I energize my alcoholism, <clears throat> if I can admit that, I'm more willing to turn. And in the turning, I start rightly relating myself to that higher power. It's very simple. God, could you be with me? Could you help me? Could you show me a new way? Could you help me to have an open mind? Could you guide me and direct me right here, right now? And then I start telling it what's up, what's up. In my life, these are my fears. These are my ambitions. These are my hopes. What do you think? How would you have me see that today? What would you have me do right now? And then I start doing what I think it would have me do. I don't know what God wants me to do, but I do what I think it would have me do. And just to the extent that I do as I think God would have me, does it enable me to match calamity with serenity? And so calamity lives over here. It's alcoholism. All I got to do is say, how much, how, do I have enough money in the bank? Just ask Randy if he has enough money in the bank. And the wheels start turning and the wheels are coming off the bus and the bus is going broke and it's crashing and everyone on it's going to die. <laughs> I'm going to call that calamity. That's where my mind goes. I'm sorry, I have alcoholism. I, again, I'm going to say this. I hope you don't have what I have. I hope you can talk to yourself about money and how much you have and you have enough and you're relaxed and everybody charges you the right amount for everything and you feel comfortable and your life is a breeze. Not my experience, not mine. But if I share that information with my higher power and I say, God, how am I doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm always doing okay when I share my life with my higher power. It sounds so silly when I say it out loud because it sounds like, oh, you just, you just talk to God. But, but it has to come from a place of complete defeat. It can't come from, oh, I'm just going to talk to God about my life and everything's going to be great because self has opinions. And if self still energized, it's going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God's not interested in helping you with that. He's very busy today. That's the standard answer from self is God's a little too busy to take care of you. There's a billions and billions of people on this planet. You're going to have to get in line and maybe, maybe you'll get lucky today. But on the other side, I have a direct connection to that power, to all knowledge and all power. And I can receive inspiration and direction and strength from that. The book tells me I can. My experience now tells me I can. And so I get to live there. I just get to live there. And I get to make a decision right now to turn my will and my life, my thoughts and my actions, my thoughts and my actions, what I'm going to think and what I'm going to do. I'm turning over to the care of God. Here, God, it's in your care. What would you have me do? What would you have me do? Who would you have me be? Guide me and direct me. And just to the extent that I do as I think it would have me, does it enable me to match calamity with serenity? And I get, 
What I get to do today is I get to be the man I always wanted to be. I get to be the husband I've always wanted to be. I get to be the father I've always wanted to be. I get to be the co-worker I've always wanted to be. I get to live in love and tolerance as my code. It's not my code. It's my higher powers code. And I get to live in that care of that code as opposed to my selfish, self-centered code where all of my troubles are of my own making. All of them. All of them. That's why it's not magic when the turning happens. Because in my world, in my selfish, self-centered world where all I think about is me and what I'm getting and what I'm going to get out of everything, in that world, everything's a problem because me is never satisfied. In God's world, there are no problems. Everything that looks like a problem has, a, has an answer that's downloaded in the moment that it's needed. And so I'm having exactly the same experience, but alcoholism is screaming what a trouble, what a, what a problem everything is, and God's saying, no, no, no. Walk with me. No harm will come to you. Walk with me. Try this. And, and on Wednesdays, we kind of focus on one, two, and three, just over and over and over again. On Saturday, we're, we're, reading, we're reading out of the book and then discussing the literature and what the literature is asking me to do and not to do, and we're just finishing up the third step. And, and, and Saturday, for those of you that weren't there, I mean, I've read this a million times, a million times. But we read something yesterday, last Saturday. Uh, <clears throat> maybe it's not there. Maybe I made it up. Oh, it says this. Of course, my sponsor points out that my life is still unmanageable, even though I'm sober. Even though I'm sober, even though I'm not drinking, what, that's, what it's saying is even though I'm not drinking, that after all, only a bare start on AA's program has been made. So stopping drinking is the beginning of nothing. It's the beginning of the whole, of the whole recovery, but it's, it's not recovery. It's just the stopping of the taking of, an, of, an, of a substance that I'm allergic to. It's the thing that allows the recovery to start to happen because so long as I'm poisoning myself with alcohol, if I'm allergic to it, there isn't going to be any recovery. But my life is still unmanageable, even though I'm sober. And the reason I drink is because my life is unmanageable. I don't drink because of alcohol. I drink because my mind tells me I need a solution and I need it right now. And alcohol worked before. I know it doesn't work so good all the time. And a lot of times it becomes dangerous and crazy and chaotic if I drink. But I have to shut this mind up right now. I have to treat this disease. And I've got two options. I can take that bottle of Jack Daniels and start chugging it. Or I can go in my room and get my gun out and blow the back of my head off. But I got to stop this pain. That's why people drink again. That's why I would drink again. 
More sobriety brought about by the admission of alcoholism and by attendance at a few meetings is good indeed, but it's far to be it's bound to be a far cry from permanent and con, and a, a permanent sobriety and a contented useful life. That's interesting that it says contented there. Because I had a guy who came to the meeting once and he says, he said, uh, content is the word. There's no such word as contented. <laughs> Have, uh, restless, irritable, and discontent. And I would say restless, irritable, and discontented. And he would say, no, that's not a word. And he would correct me. But evidently Bill said it too. So now I got to call that guy and straighten him out. <laughs> Wow. All right. So welcome to Wednesday right now, right here, right now. No problems right here, right now. None. Zero problems. 100% recovery from alcohol in this moment. If I will rightly relate myself to that higher power in the spirit of complete defeat, I could enjoy this moment, the rest of this meeting. Um, I'm going to stop talking now. I think I've been recording. Yep, I've been recording myself. Uh, we record this meeting and we make it available for listening back if you'd like to hear it again or any of the other recordings that we've done. Uh, that being said, we also record you. So if you share, we record the whole meeting. Uh, if you share, it will be recorded and it will be made available uh, to people. I would say like-minded people. I don't think people are looking for to find ways to get at alcoholics on the, on the interweb, but maybe. But uh, I'm not afraid, so I record me. And if somebody wants to use this talk against me, have at it. I love you. I don't care. I'm carrying the message of Alcoholics Anonymous in 12 steps. So we're going to open the meeting up for sharing now. When you start sharing, I am going to be asking my higher power to help me hear what you say. I'm going to be doing it like a mantra over and over and over again. God, please help me hear what you're saying. Because I have to do that in order to be present and to listen. I do it internally, so you won't see me saying it, but that's what I'm going to do. Thank you, uh, Ann. Hey. Hi, Ann. Um, there's people mowing the lawn, so if if it gets too loud, just let me know and I'll stop. It's perfect. But, um, Thank you so much for that. Um, that was the second meditation I did today, which doesn't happen a lot. And um, I had a really neat thing happen around the counting. Um, I was suspicious of counting for a long time, Randy, and started doing it finally. I don't know when, but um, I, I can see how it helps because focusing on the breath, it seems like I'm doing it, right? But you don't know when you're not focused on the breath because unless you're counting, <laughs> you don't know that you've lost your focus on the breath. And then I'm at 27, I'm like, oh, you know, and then I just go back to one. And, you know, without judgment, it's just like, oh, gosh, you know, and then I might get a little glimpse of what I was thinking about. So a lot of times with my breathing in and breathing out and breathing in and breathing out, the, the, it makes sort of like a staircase, and then when I get to 10, it goes back to nine. And so in my mind's eye, there's like a staircase. Well, today it was outlining like a starfish. So in each breath in, I was going down the starfish and then out. And it was, you know, in, out, 
making this starfish. And for years I've drawn starfishes and even back in college, I, I did this pattern of starfish and it was kind of like an Escher painting because there were a bunch of starfish kind of interlocking and, and somewhere along the line, I got this idea that I am a starfish and that, and this is sort of what's happening in this meditation is that I am a starfish and, and that just one, one foot of the starfish has taken on this human life called Anne and all the rest of the feet of the starfish are in spirit connected to all the other spirits. So I have this solid, solid foundation in spirit that's eternal. And that's always got that good going on. And there's just this little part of me that's put on this little Anne head and this Anne hat and this Anne outfit. So this all sort of came together in this meditation pieces of it. I've, it's all kind of came together as this feeling of like, I'm okay no matter what, like no matter what this little starfish finger is experiencing in this world, she's got the eternal value, the eternal spirit always that to me has all the qualities of God, which are, you know, good and beauty and divine order and joy and all the things you were talking about when we're treated, when we're just in the moment, not in the past, not in the future. And I just want to thank you because that was an incredible meditation. It, it makes me realize that spirit is always at work in that background and that everything I'm doing or drawing or saying or seeing or meditating or ha happening is all a collection of, of, of opportunities to see where God is at work in my life and that mm. I really am okay. Mm. And I got back from my trip to LA and, and I, I was telling myself, oh, you're lost. Oh, you haven't worked out. Oh, you haven't done this. And you haven't gone shopping and you haven't made your food and you haven't. And it's like, I just don't even want to get out of bed. And I'm fine. Like, everything's fine. Like, it's like, I don't have a job right now. And and I have time to do what I'm doing. And another job will show up and money will be flowing in again. And I, it always does. So there's really nothing. There's no big deals except the deal that I make. And I, too, and I'll finish with this. I have the ego on the left side, my left side, that when I'm leaning into ego, it's like doubt, fear, insecurity, beating myself up. And then leaning into God is is more here for me, is I'm just leaning back into who I am. I am God, and I am the starfish, and I'm fine. So anyway, thank you. It's, I love being on this meeting with everyone and just, I, I just feel so grateful to have a group to meditate with. It just makes such a huge difference, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thanks, Anne. Thank you. That was beautiful. All right. If you want to share, you have to raise your hand. Hmm. Then we can call on you. <laughs> uh, we could just sit here and breathe and look at each other. David. Hi, David, I'll call it. Hi, David. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Randy, again. Um, you said something interesting I caught. when You said, I just get to live here. And that word just, meaning for me, it's, uh, it's so simple. We just get to live here. And it should, we just get to turn. And it's a very simple thing, this program, but we make it so complicated because we're just thinking we have to do stuff. We're, like for me, I don't, I, I don't tell God what I'm going to do. I ask God what, what I should do. I kind of don't 
I kind of have a humility where I go to him and say, what would you have me do today? And that I get the intuition back. And, but it's just that simple as turning, just being. And you use that word just, which means, for me, it means almost like a, like an ending, like just this is it. You know, I just get to be with God and be with, be with my higher power. And it's, um, that really caught my eye because I've been doing this two-way journaling and I'm following what I'm writing rather than what I'm thinking, which is good, usually. I'm just going, it's all through intuition. I'm just writing down what I, what I, what, what, whatever I get through my head. And it's really working, um, helping me to just realize that I'm not the power for my life, that it's, it's, it's coming out. It's, it's so much better when it's in, or when it's, when it's written down for me than when I'm speaking it, or when I'm hearing it. Because it, I see it on paper and it stays there, and I can always go back to it and see, see these experiences and again and again. And it's just been a great thing, this two-way prayer thing for me. It's been just really eye-opening to see that the answers that I get, and it's not for me. And the answers are through intuition, and I'm getting these answers, and they're working. Whenever I do this thing, it works. So every day I'm asking God, what would you have me do? What, how can I better serve you? With about problems I have, you know, what we have me do here. And I get answers throughout the day. Not my thinking answers, but through intuition and through this just getting to, you know, I don't have any business running my life anymore. I say, I say it's all, it's God's business, not mine. I have to have him for, for everything. And, um, it's been working a lot. And you actually, I just jumped on the way, what you said. It was really interesting how you just, uh, it's just being, just being and just turning, you know. That's all it is. And it's simple, but when I go to my head, it's complicated. And I'm trying not to go to my head so much, even though it's really complicated. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, David. Who's next? <clears throat> yes, Kathy. Yes. Hi, everyone. Thank you. I am Kathy. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Kathy. Great to be here. Thank you, Randy. Thank you so much for this. I, I'm so grateful for, for this meeting and for prime time and your message and just learning a new way to think and learning a new way to live. I mean, it's really, after my many years of recovery, this is really pretty new for me. Um, I, I have a question for you. I, I, I need some guidance and I'm just going to lay it out. Um, I'm going through a period of my life where I'm, I'm going through a financial struggle. I am spending a lot of money on a apartment renovation here in New York City, and I'm eventually going to sell this apartment, but I'm spending a lot of my money to fix it up, and I don't have a lot of extra cash around. I just don't have a lot of money. Um, and I got a text this morning from my daughter who lives in California, who, um, wrote me, you know, who recently lost her, her dog, her dog passed away. My daughter has always struggled. She's an addict and, um, has struggled to make a living, has struggled with her life in general. And she just wrote me a text, um, that she's not doing well, she's really sad and broke, and she's going to go to her therapist, which I pay for. I pay for her therapist. That was my deal with her. I will pay for your therapist. 
Um, so as I was doing the meditation, and I got this, this uh, email, this text right before the meditation. And, um, you know, my mind is just wondering, how, how would God want me to handle this um, and behave with my daughter today when she calls me asking for money and I have to say no? And how can I be compassionate when I'm really so, like, annoyed with how her life has been always going haywire? It's never really gone smoothly for her whole life. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of asking, you know, and I'm, I'm, as I, I took some notes, you know, what would you have me be, God? Um, my calamity is, is my alcoholism, where my mind goes, and my mind goes to, oh, I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of you never being able to get your life on track because you, you're still smoking a ton of weed. Um, but yet I also want to go and be compassionate and be gentle and be soft with her and not be harsh. So what's, what do you think? <laughs> I'm throwing this out here. I need some help because she's going to call me later and I want to be able to do God's will and be loving and kind, but yet firm and say, no, I'm so sorry, but I don't have money to give you. You'll have to, you know, work or get another job, that kind of thing. So, uh, thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Um, you're not going to like my answer. I have absolutely no idea what you should do. How could I? Um, how could I? I, had, I, don't, I have no idea what I would do in that situation. I'm spending a bunch of money on my house right now, and I have a daughter, and she's not working that much, and she needs money. And I have all of the same thoughts that you have. And if I talk it over with me, I'm going to produce more calamity. And so uh, what I would encourage you to do is have exactly the same conversation you just had asking me the question with your higher power. And then sit. There's no hurry. You don't have to answer it today. Sit with it and see what you think your higher power would have you do. Maybe there's enough for a little money here and a little money there. Maybe... Uh, Maybe selling your apartment as is will get you as much money as fixing it up. Maybe you'll spend more money fixing it up. So if you get my mind started on this problem, I could go in a million different scenarios of what could possibly happen and what would be the right thing to do. And by the time I was done helping you, the two of us would be jumping out of your apartment, hopefully not on the second floor, a little higher up, and crushing ourselves on the sidewalk because it's too much. It's That is... And it, it does say that I'm new at this and I'm going to pay for this. I'm going to, I'm going to pay for this trusting and relying in all sorts of, of absurd actions and ideas in the beginning. But if I'll do it, eventually I'll, I'll start to have this as a way of life. It'll become a sixth sense where I could intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle me. I can't, I don't know how to handle the situations that baffle me. I absolutely positively don't know how to handle the situations that baffle you. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
but but you have to have this conversation with your higher power and you could do what dave was talking about two-way prayer ask god what do you think i should do with my apartment and then write out what you think just write just start writing dear god this is what i think and write and see if you get some inspiration from that and meditate and and pray and share your problems with this higher power because i am not anybody else's higher power i don't even i cannot manage my own life i certainly can't manage yours but i would be happy to talk to you about helping you to not manage your own life <laughs> on a regular basis because that's what a sponsor does a sponsor keeps pointing you back to wait a minute you're the wrong power for your life so you're not going to figure this out you're going to do what you feel intuitively guided to do. That's the program. No human power can relieve your alcoholism. That unsatisfied, self-talking, opinionated, always in a hurry. I need the answer now. I got to fix it all now. I got to fix everything now. Always in a hurry. That's a, that is 100% a flashing red siren light of alcoholism. Got to do it now. No, you got to do it right now. No, I don't. No, I don't. I got to do something, but I don't have to do that right now. Maybe. What do you think, God? Maybe I do need to do it now, but not because self says so. So that's what's happening here. I never, well, I won't say never, but I have given people advice before and I have paid the price. I try to never advise someone what to do. I advise them to talk to their higher power and do what they feel intuitively guided to do. That's what I would advise you to do. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for sharing all that with us because that, I, we all have that. I have exactly the same problem you have, exactly the same one. And I needed to hear the answer also. More God, more God, more God. Scott? Thank you so much, Randy. Scott, definitely an alcoholic. Oh, wow. Um, I also have the exact same problem as Kathy and Randy. And it drove me nuts until I realized my daughter is suffering because she saw her father in the depths of being an alcoholic. <clears throat> and I feel responsible for that. Big time. And she's such a brainiac, but she's so out there. And I think a big part of that is me. Big time. So she got a new job as a teacher and has health care. And she wanted to change therapists. And of course, I felt I should help her. And I tried contacting AA up in the Bay Area and all this. And it was just so frustrating mm. because I didn't know how to help her. And I asked God for help. And I kind of wore myself out. And... Um, Fortunately or unfortunately, she's with Kaiser. Well, up there, they seem to be a lot better than down here. And she's 
going through the process of different therapists to find the best therapist to help her. Um, I tried buying the number one book for children's of alcoholics. It's on Amazon. And I don't know if it helped her. I doubt that she would admit that it helped her. But as far as uh, Randy had a wonderful suggestion of maybe you don't need to spend all the money on the apartment. You know? Um, Did not suggest that. Um, it's so tough. And when you get relatives involved and you start feeling responsible, oh my God. I've got enough issues besides putting the guilt on top of me. Um, you know, we <laughs> we love and hate the relatives all in the same breath. <laughs> but just want to share. Take care. Thanks, Scott. All right. Who's next? It's 12.17. You guys are quiet today. All right, Valerie. Hi, family. Valerie, alcoholic. Hi, Valerie. I just want to share. I had a pretty good meditation. It was different. It was musical. Hmm. I was in my husband's truck uh, yesterday, in fact, and he listens to classic vinyl. Hmm. So I had... Uh, David Bowie, Fame. I had The Clash. This is my meditation. One stops, then the other starts. And, and and then I had Willie Nelson. There's nothing I can do about it now. It was it was it was needed. It was needed because I didn't try to stop it. That's how I get in trouble. And I learned that from here. I am so. And first of all, I'm grateful for this forum. I'm grateful to all you people. You have helped me tremendously. I am so in touch that I would have followed Mr. Magoo in here if he talked about principles and application. That's how much pain I was in. It, I'm learning it, it doesn't take much to make me happy when I'm in the spirit. Now, when I'm in self, oh my God. And I heard you, Randy. I'm not, I went, how can I say this? I was in the store. There was nothing I needed materially. No clothes. I'm trying to get rid of the shiny things that I thought would bring me happiness. There was nothing. I'm like, wow. I, I'm learning that the spirit, the spirit, I, I'm getting ready to get a little tacky, but please forgive me. The spirit does not have nappy hair. The spirit is not black. The spirit is just the spirit and I'm starting to become so aware I am just I'm in awe my life is so good and I too I have a 45 year old who is a DJ that's all he thinks about DJ <laughs> he doesn't work he has no means of when he retires uh 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 what do we call her? Pension. None of that. And I went through the guilt too. 
the shame of how he came into the world. But I'm going to tell you guys now, I got so tired of trying to provide for him because I felt guilty and, and shame and remorse. I had a bottom with that, and that was before I got with you guys. I was in regular AA. I got tired of him asking me for money, and it got to the point where I was starting to steal and go behind my husband's back, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. It's not his biological son. And then I realized how I was cutting him off. He needs to get up and do for himself. He has a God. And let him and his dog work that out. But for right now, he loves his little, what would he call it, where the pole dancing girls are at. And mm. He's ha- I'm happy. He knows not to ask me for a penny today. Because the answer is no. Mm. That's it, no. And, and, and what a relief. Mm. No. Not no, I don't have that. No. Get a job, just like I had to do. Get a job. So I just needed to share that I'm so grateful to you people and thank you all for everything you've done for me. One day, hopefully I'll be able to repay, but right now I'm still kind of in the self-centered and I don't talk a lot because if I don't have anything to say, I don't want to start long. So that's it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Valerie. You're awesome. Um, Yeah, that was awesome. Wow. Um, well, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is a non-AA announcement, basically, because, uh, it's all, it's open to all 12-step people, but we're doing a retreat in Nashville, April 28th, 29th, and 30th, with an optional on the 27th. So it could be a four-day retreat this year in, in that outside of Nashville, Tennessee, super crazy, beautiful, quiet place. And, uh, and there's a, you know, if you go to my website, all the info is there and, uh, and we're just going to do this for four days. We're just going to practice the presence. Valerie was there last year. Kathy was there last year. You can ask them about it. Don't ask me cause I, I'm i uh, I'm partial, but, uh, I think they're both signed up again already. Uh, all right. Bia. My name is Bia, and I am definitely an alcoholic. Hi, Bia. I want to thank everyone for sharing. And, Randy, it was so comforting to come on and to hear your voice. I missed you while you were gone, Mm. although it was great. The meetings were very good. But, um, you know, my life is good. Everything is good. I celebrated... Mm. Yesterday, five months. Working on that six months. And, um, you know, it's been hard, to be honest. It's been really hard. Um, What happens to me is I get, I I feel God, and then I get physical. Like, my back hurts, my feet hurt, you know. And I get so absorbed into the physical state that I lose my connection. It could be for a day. It could be for an hour, you know, but in that time, I am miserable. I am so miserable that um, 
I just go into self. And that's not a healthy place for me to be. So, um, you know, I didn't meditate this morning because I didn't think I could. But I didn't even try. I came on after the meditation. Mm. Saturday, I'm going to get on and meditate. I'm making a commitment to myself right now. So thank you for all that you do. You have helped me so much. Mm. And, um, and friends of mine, because, you know, I passed out the, the Spotify recordings. And um, they're just great. They're mm. just great. So thank you for letting me share and be a part of this. Thank you for sharing and letting me be a part of it. Uh, it's, it's just so awesome to have this group and to be part of this group. For me, it's, it's unbelievable. That I get to have this is unbelievable to me. So who's next? We got six minutes. Kim. Yes, Paul. Hi, Paul. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks for having me, Paul. Alcohol, alcoholism. Uh, I've been getting a glimpse uh, during, the, during listening to the meeting of this very subtle, insidious habit. And I'll describe it. It has... Um, I was going to speak about the same topic that seems to be the topic du jour that you and Kathy and and Scott and so on have spoken about because I also, although the details are different, the relationship is the same. If you know what I mean, and I don't I don't think it's the details really that matter. I think it's the turning. To me, it seems like the turning is really what matters, and that's what I want to talk about. Um, because what I see, because of this deep attachment to, to her, my daughter, that in the desire to want to help, that when I turn, I'm asking for guidance so that I can turn around and I, myself, can help. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm seeing this, it's, I don't know how often I do this, but it's become very clear that I'm bent on being a savior in this mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. And I'm only looking outside and up or in or wherever you want to locate higher power for the, for the ability to be that savior mm -hmm. instead of surrendering the whole thing and mm -hmm. uh, just turning it over. And I just, I just offer that because mm. it's a slap. I'm, I'm slapping myself on the wrist. And stuff. It's like a, you know, it's a wake up call to me to, to see this. I don't think I've seen it before. I'm sure I've done it before, um, but it's just becoming clear today. And I, I guess I would ask you if you've seen anything like that. And, and if you have uh, what you might recommend. Yeah. When you were sharing the thing that came to me was, it's mine. It's mine. It's my daughter. I'm not emotionally attached to Paul's daughter. I'm not emotionally attached to Kathy's daughter. It's just the one that I call mine. It's mine. And because I've claimed it as mine, all of a sudden now it's very important that mine is right. 
because mine makes me look bad if it if it looks bad and i don't i don't know it's maybe it's not mine so much it's just a daughter of earth a, a daughter of god a daughter of the of of the earth ride um i know who my father is today and it's a little different than the father that gave birth to me you know where i go for inspiration and guidance is different and 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 somebody else said it I, you might have just said it that that uh it's she's her own person she's her own child of god of course i want to help her mostly because she's mine 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 if if she was Kathy's, I'd hope that uh, God would help her, <clears throat> but I wouldn't be financially supporting her because she's Kathy's, not mine. But it could be the same one that's mine. What? If she came on this call, I would try to help her as much as I would try to help anybody else, whether she was mine or someone else's. So it's just so interesting if you, if I could take the mine out of it and just say, oh, this child of God, just like a newcomer who comes to me. Wow, how can I help? How can I be of service to this person, God? What would be the best thing I could do for them? And and then take it out of mine and me and me trying to fix it and be it. And, and uh, maybe I could be a better father if it wasn't mine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to try that for a little while. Um, was there another question in there? I can't remember. Is that? That's good. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for sharing. <sighs> oh, it's 12.29. Okay. Thank you, everybody. That's it. That's all the time we have. <clears throat> I'm sorry if you didn't get a chance to share today. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll do this again on Saturday and um, in the meantime try to stay connected to the to your higher power try just try for just one more breath after the meeting ends just one breath in one breath out uh, that's it so I will stop talking and we'll take a moment of silence and I'll make it so you can um, so you can Share, and then we'll do the Sharni prayer together. Okay, if you'd like to, you could unmute yourself. God,